Um, who can tell me what are three ways I can know if um, I meet a person of peace or I'm in a relationship with a person of peace? Anybody remember those? My huddleies. They like you. They want to do things for you. They want to do things for you. Okay. They want to hear what you have to say. That's good. And um, and and rough. And uh, what what do you think it means that they want to hear what you have to say? Because that one that was kind of difficult for me before. Like in in general, like you know, when I talk about. The books I like to read. I mean, what does it mean? They, they want to hear what you have to say. I think when you toss out some of these uh, test flares about you know sharing different parts of this gospel story, whether or not they're responsive to it, whether you know do they change the subject, do they you know not want to talk about it, or do they want or do they dig deeper? Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I've landed too. I think it's they have some response. Like if you if you share some form of good news and what I loved about what we talked about this morning is we know that can take a lot of different shapes but when you share some form of good news they they're not completely you know giving you both hands and saying I'm not interested there's a there's a willingness to to reciprocate that or respond or listen or say you know hmm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna consider that and so um, I think it's I think that the people of peace uh, idea from scripture um, can really serve us well as we're a lot of what we heard last night is we're meeting a lot of people and we're trying to figure out how do you how do people take next steps um, what do we do you know after we've met people and we're, we know that they're not ready like if we say hey we're, our worship gathering is this Sunday you, you, you kind of discern okay I don't think they're ready for that I'm not quite sure how they feel about, you know, our normal missional, missional community get together, um, depending on what we're doing this week. And so um, that's a big question. And I don't have all the answers for that. So that's what we want to explore over the next few minutes. And um, and I am uh, wanting God to, to use this community discernment to help us come up with some answers to that. Um, before we go there, I just want to, uh, a few things that have come to mind. Um, a lot of what we're, uh, when we think about like, how do we share good news? What these practice, these, uh, exercises we've been doing, um, there is this, this personal element to it. Um, but I want to just cover just a few quick things that have to do with the kind of community side of how does the community pursue people at peace together? Um, and, and this overlaps some of what we've already been talking about, but, um, Prayer is, a, is just a huge thing to figure out who people of peace are and um, for people to take next steps. It's really not going to be our great ability to deliver something um, or discern it perfectly what the best next step is for somebody. It, God is going to have to show us that. He's going to have to prepare the people's hearts for that. And so it's definitely this conversation with God as a community that's going to really help us First of all, figure out who our people of peace are, and then second of all, figure out what to do next. You know, what to how to connect with them and how to invite them. Um, another thing is that in Luke 10, when Jesus sends out his disciples uh, to start talking about the kingdom of God and start inviting people to it, um, he sends them out and, and looking for people of peace, which is where we get the whole 
phrase, people of peace, he sends them out by two. And um, I want us to just banish the idea uh, from our minds that it is up to us to help take somebody from the beginning point of complete disconnection. And we know from what we were talking about earlier, people are at, they're at different places, but there's not, it's not like they're in a void of, of spiritual knowledge or experience. But it, we need to banish from our heads the idea that it's my job to help somebody get from, you know, minus 100 you know, spiritual experience in life to plus 100 sp- spiritual experience in life, whatever those two numbers would represent. And so, like Charles was saying, you know, my conversation might help them move, you know, in, in direction towards God, but it's not all up to me. And even in connecting with people of peace, I think it's important uh, to think of that in terms of going with each other into those environments. And so um, I know just from from hearing stories that whether it's uh, Alamo Draft House or whether it's uh, Brew Club or whether it's connecting uh, with certain moms in a, in a Mother's Day Out or a MOPS program or what, what are some of the other the context that you guys are involved in right now where you're meeting people that may be potential people of peace. Any, any other context that I'm, that I'm not thinking of at at the moment at the gym. gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything, any other thoughts? The neighbors at the swimming pool, the neighbors at the swimming pool. Yeah. So that's context. Um, so for me, how many of us are, uh, Self-admittedly introverts when it comes to con- connecting with people. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Charles. Uh, uh, okay, so again. We do love our extroverts, even if we're scared to talk to them. Um, we, uh, especially for those of us that it's not our first instinct to put ourselves into these contexts to meet people or to develop relationships, um, go as a team. I mean, go with somebody else into a context. Pray as you go. Pray before you go. Pray after you go about the people you met. And um, and just be present. You know, I, I would just much rather go uh, with Charles and go hang out with in a context than to feel like I've got to go explore in this strange new world of people of peace myself. OK, so think about how we can explore that together as, as a team. And then uh, another thought, consistency is really big. And so when I hear about Alamo Draft House being a place like a, a, that you want to connect with on a regular basis and we're trying to figure out how that is I think that's really a key because it's kind of one touch kind of stuff where you you just you know walk into a place one time and are looking for people piece it's just um, it's less likely than if you put yourself in a context over and over again where relationship can develop and so I think consistency is a big piece of that Um, one last point uh, about that would be um, when we meet people of peace, let's say we're in a, a situation, a context that we put ourselves in, and um, there's ten people that we're hanging around with, and we're praying, and God's saying, you know, we're saying, God, who are the who are the people of peace here? Um, and let's say that three of those ten people uh, start, you know, 
having those three qualities that we mentioned just a minute ago. Um, the challenge to us is to accept that and to begin to pour ourselves and our energies into those people of peace. And the challenge is also um, not to say these other seven people in this scenario are unimportant or that they're not going to respond, but that they're not going to get the same energy I'm going to give to these people of peace. Now that's really tough because if you're like me, I'm more of the, I mean, if you're talking about the fivefold gifts, you know, I'm in the pastor's heart, so I don't want to feel like I'm giving up on somebody. That's what I feel like if I'm going to pay more attention uh, to, to this one relationship than another, I feel like I'm almost giving up on this person. And that's not what we're talking about. We're not saying that people are not ever going to get to a place where they're ready to take next steps. But if God is working in someone's life, this is, our, this is an opportunity. And so the, the hard part is to say, my priority right now is going to be to these people that God has raised up as people of peace. Uh, that can be really tough. I don't want to get your responses, but I'll, t- I'll tell you from experience, um, there was a couple um, that, uh, that a house church that we were part of was just really loved, and we met them, and we just connected really well on a friend basis, on a, there was growth happening. And it got to a point where there's kind of a stagnancy uh, where both in terms of community, the in and the up and the out, you know, it basically was a, we hit a brick wall with them. And, and our hearts were just like, this is, these are the people, this, like, this is the couple we want. This is the couple we want <laughs> to be in a relationship with. These are our friends. This is, we want to go forward. We want to be partners in mission with them. And yet there was a point where we had to say, we're going to have to invest in these people that God is prepared to take next steps. And we're going to still love and care for and, and try to connect with this, this couple, but we're not going to devote as much energy to them as we are going to to these people. Um, I think that's important and it's tough. So give me, give me a few responses to that. How does that feel? How does that sound? Um, Anything on your mind when about this or any of the other four things I just mentioned briefly? This is tough for me because you want, I think, at least I'll just say, you know, I want my people to be your relationship that flow naturally. Yeah. And like y'all were saying, with the people that you want, it's just hard, I think, sometimes to say, like, Chloe took ballet with these two girls, and I just hit it off with their mom, like, so well, and I just they're the kind of people just easy to, for me to be with and talk to. They're just really sweet and kind. I just really thought they were great people of peace for me. We've been friends for several years now. And like the one that I really kind of took with the most, like I found out in the last year of Mormon. And then it was like so deflating for me because I was kind of like, and feeling like maybe I should have been, I don't know, you know, so much in my, and it seems like the people of peace who are, who at least more of me, what we describe as a person of peace. Our relationships that sometimes take more effort for me or don't flow as naturally. And that's hard to like know that that's where you should channel your time and energy, maybe where God is calling you, but it's hard when they don't flow as naturally. Yeah. That sounds really selfish when I say that. Well, mine are the same way. Yeah. All of my people at least have like issues with social groups. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. Because like one of the ones, they. 
you know, there are people of peace, but in the group, they're like... Yeah. So it's really... Yeah. I just want to be friends with everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> but this, this did get me thinking about, like, uh, my tendency is, like, I'm like a social butterfly. I like to be around lots of people and kind of flitter and flutter from from different people and connect to lots of people kind of wide but not deep. And it, it's making me think that, like, I'm thinking about a couple of people at peace that... Like, it's just, it's a discipline for me to identify, like, opportunities to go to lunch or go play pool and, like, hey, let's, just you and me, let's hang out and, like, creating some space mm-hmm. for deeper investment and, like, that, that kind of energy that you're talking about. Because when it's just a big group of people and we're all, we're all hanging out, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butterfly. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, make space for that deeper energy to happen. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. I only have like a finite amount of energy, and I think anybody does, even if you're an extrovert. But um, like boundaries, I tend to think of boundaries as keeping like bad stuff out, and then I feel sort of guilty if I put up a boundary. But really, it's almost like boundaries are to keep good stuff in, too. You know, like I need to have a boundary that I'm not going to give everybody 100% of my time and energy because I have to give 100% of my time and energy to some people. Mm-hmm. And if I just like pour it out like water on the ground, it's just going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> well, Chris, I don't know. Big, <laughs> deep breath. I just, I just have to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can I not breathe? <laughs> It was just strange that you were yeah. breathing like this. <laughs> okay, well let's uh, let's transition. Um, so um, so now we have some people of peace. We have, uh, in fact, we've got people that we're not sure are people of peace, and we're trying to say what's next steps for them. Now, um, believe it or not, there is uh, some process that has been thought through um, long long time ago, and it. Galaxy far away, ancient days, ancient of days. Um, but this is something that I know um, Charles and uh, other leaders have have put thought into about what is what are we what are what's process and what does flow look like. And so, just really quickly, um, searching here is kind of a beginning point with people where we're just connecting with people at, out, you know, at work, in our neighborhoods, uh, at play. Um, just all the different places that we connect with people on the front end. And, um, you know, some people, some people will show up. You know, I, 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 you know, I looked you up online and, and I want to see what this is about. But most of the people that we're connecting with uh, in our spiritual family are people that we're connecting with when we're out in different contexts. Um, and so there's some transitions, but one kind of big transition is this idea from this first touch, this first meeting to where, it, to some degree, there's some hangout happening. And so this observing phase is when um, there's some overlap between my friends, my people of peace that I've connected with. And now there's some overlap between them and my spiritual family. We're hang- this is the hanging out stage. Um, and so uh, this is, I think, where a lot of us are finding ourselves. There's some hanging out going on in our context that we just talked about. But the question is, what in the world happens next? Because I don't know what next step is right for this person. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not this, you know, 
but I don't know what can go in between here and them being taking steps towards God and taking steps towards community. So that's what I really want us to focus on. But really quickly, um, if someone is moving further into that, you know, one kind of a next stage is if they're if people are starting to explore God, we want to move them into this preparing stage where they're they're receiving um, their their searches on and we're helping uh, them connect on a deeper level. And so that's connecting with community, but it's also connecting with the story of God in more probably formal sort of ways. So we've got um, things like Storyline DNA is a way to find out more about what does it look like to be part of Storyline community. We've got uh, tools like Alpha courses that that we can do uh, to give people a big picture of the story and invite them to have a conversation about that. And so there's ways to, to help people move forward into that. And if people um, move from there and they and they become part of uh, the spiritual family through baptism or they become uh, a partner in mission, um, we move into this partnering stage where uh, I know that's really little print, so don't worry about not being able to see it. But um, basically they're partnering in mission, starting to live this life out that we're living together um, there's huddles, there are formation groups, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, and there's just ways of growing uh, in, in faith and in, in our life with God in the whole up, in and out sort of way. And then at the goal of the process is for us to be basically God to use us to lead in whatever gifting he has. And we want to see people that start to, to form spiritual family around them. And so we think about missional community, and that's just one way of saying um, we become kind of parents in a spiritual in, in, in a spiritual family. We become uh, leaders, and, and if that parent phrase is uncomfortable for you, just think of it as you know we're we're facilitating spiritual family. And so all of us, we're hoping, are growing in ways that that we are going to connect and we can lead how God has gifted us and help spiritual family be born. And so that's kind of the flow. Um, it could probably be said a lot better than that, but I wanted you guys to see that big picture. Um, we're going to focus on this observing stage because I think that's where a lot of us are at. We're connecting with people. We're connecting with people of peace. And the question is, what are the next steps for people at this stage? How do we take them from, okay, we've developed this front end relationship. And now we're like, what do we do with this? And, um, and that's where, uh, you know, we could, we could, uh, write on a board and we're going to have you write, uh, help me out with some different things. We could write everything that we do as a community and then say, this is number one, two, three, four, five, six. And say so this is the flow that we want people to go through. My, my opinion, at least, is that it just doesn't work like that for people. People are in, in different places. Their personalities are different. So we can't just assume that everybody's going to kind of flow into a storyline community, into spiritual life in the exact same way. It takes discernment. So that's what I want us to be thinking about just for a few minutes here. Um, to do that, I want to explore just two kind of filters that we can think through. Uh, one is kind of the organic life that we do together, and then one is the organized life. So this is where I need, need your help. What are some different aspects of organic life, just the stuff that we do that's not formalized, that's not uh, doesn't require a lot of planning and and this is, you know, emailing to get, get things done. Is that what in the, in the 
as 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 like our missional communities, missional communities or storyline wide, anything yeah. that's that takes on kind of more organic nature to it. So like if we go to the movie, the few of us guys go to the movies, would that count? Yeah, movie night. We invite our neighbors to dinner occasionally, but it's not a big order. I mean, we we're already having dinner, and so we just have to move over. Yeah, dinners. It's perfect. Other organic. Or, or, or some of the things that we do as community that is planned, but it feels more organic. Anything like that? I think especially at Rockhurst, we struggle big time with that. With organic? Okay. I actually cannot think of one thing that we do, like as a community that's not organized. And maybe it's because we have kids, and so it's hard, and we all spread out. But, I mean, we really don't hang out outside of the organized. Okay. From what I, at least I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I would like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we should start inviting Dawson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go and do Anything else on the organized side? What are Playdates. Playdates, yeah. With adults or children. Adults and children. Playdates for adults. I go to the gym with some of our guys and bakers. Now, I mean, with, with some of the context that we mentioned earlier, like brute, um, brute clubs and so other I'm not really sure where that is because it's yeah. not an organized event. We're not organizing it. <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but it, is a, it is kind of a, an organized thing that we participate in. So right. I don't know where that fits on this continuum. Right. There are some, there, I, I, I don't know if you... Agree or disagree, Ted? But I disagree. Okay. Ted's <laughs> taking <laughs> the opposition. Um, is that there's a couple things that I, I think that have become that started organic mm-hmm. and then they've turned organized. Like for instance, um, one of our neighbors invited us to play poker with them. Mm-hmm. That w- I would say it was organic, but it's turning into an organized. Like yeah. I think that's just mainly because there's planning involved, and I would say yeah. Brew Club was probably in that format too. Like it. Yeah. Brew Club started off very organic, but it's very organized now. But it needs to be because of the scale. Poker night, I would still say, is organic. Yeah. I mean, even though yeah. even though you send out an invite. Yeah. I think, I think it was, <laughs> when you have to make a Facebook event for it. Totally <laughs> organic. Okay. Um, I guess I guess the the filter I'd like to think of it through is from our vantage point as a spiritual community. Yeah. Are we having to organize it, or is it organic to, to like us just going and, and trying something out that is doesn't require as much. Uh, are we organizing it or are somebody else working? Like, are we organizing it under the umbrella yeah. of yeah. this is group or line or missional community? Yeah. In, in which case, uh, the word organized is just throwing us off the way. Sorry. Sorry. So, yeah, Brew Club is not a storyline subsidiary, so yeah. that counts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like those stories. Speaking your language, I understand that. Considering a hostile takeover. So, what are some of the organized things that we do? Worship gatherings, yeah. Huddle. What's that? Huddle, yeah. Sandwich Sundays. Sandwich? Trademark. It's going to be the SMCs that are organized too. Like our Sunday picnics? Sorry. Is that what you're thinking? Like the same kind of thing? I don't know. Is every aspect of MC Life the same on that level? I mean, in terms of how it feels, does it. 
like if you're getting together primarily for up, does that feel different than if it's an in sort of thing on the organic organized feel? Does that make sense? Even for out, if it's you know yeah. to involve a lot of planning, yeah. it feels organized okay. versus organic. Okay. Well, hospitality events, the Australian yeah. events are, are, yeah, those are, those are organized. Uh, yeah. Do <laughs> you have a Facebook event? Yeah, there's a face. You want the RSVP. Sometimes a square credit card reader is involved, too. That's organized, too. Okay, so, so here is, is a quick scattering of things that we might do. We might put, uh, as Hubble's are, have been kind of coming to their natural endings, and we're going to talk about formation groups. Um, we could put formation groups over here um, as an organized part of life. Um, now, I mean, some of these things feel differently. I mean, some of those are highly organized, and some of them are more, uh, you know, free-flowing, you know, easier to kind of break into, and they're more flexible sort of thing. Um, now, so we meet a lot of people over here, and, you know, we meet a few people over here, okay? Um and so one suggestion would just be, as you're connecting with people, um, think about them moving kind of back and forth between these. Think about what it would look like um, to move. I mean, again, if, the, if we meet people in the organized, what would it look like to hang out for dinner, movie night, and play dates and, what, and whatnot? Um, if we meet people in the organic, what can next steps be that move toward the organized, what would be, of, of the organized things that we do, what might be a good fit. Um, so let's take, um, let's take uh, this guy. <laughs> no. Um, let's take just somebody that, that you've met on an organi- organic sort of situation. And um, what is something, what, what would be anything that Storyline does organize that you think might be a good first step or a next step for them to participate in? Maybe something that's less structured, like, okay. you know, a worship gathering is very highly structured and you follow an order, but something like a picnic, yeah. sometimes our MCs are picnics, Yeah. That it's not so structured or so rigid or... Right. So this is in, as in, this is like an in, like we're doing community sort of stuff, and it is organized, and yet it's not, the spiritual content is, is going to be, in one sense, a little bit lower, although we shouldn't necessarily make those sort of divisions, but yeah, it, we're not going to, they're not coming in to organize worship time, so yeah, that's good, that, that could be a good first step. Any, anybody else? There's no right answer, because like I said, it's discernment about what each person you know, what each person would need uh, from their, on their journey. You know, some person might appreciate going to a worship gathering yeah. and like the structure of it. Exactly, and that's, that's part of the discernment process. Um, I've been thinking about like a formation group with my family. Yeah, yeah. I, formation groups, um, we can be flexible and they can be, they can have relationship connection and exploration of spiritual content, you know, like those are too easy, you know, if there's some sort of sensitivity to that, we can, we can shape and mold something like a formation group 
um, to fit that context. Um, Charles, I know I'm going over on time. One other quick way to, to think about it would be up, in, and out. If you're connecting with people in the out, you know, how can we invite them into in or up? If we're connecting with people in, in kind of the, the community, they're connecting with our community, but they're, um, you know, they're not connecting in up or out. How can we, how can the next step for them might be, hey, we're going to go and do this out sort of characteristic. Would you like to come with us? Or we're going to go, um, again, you know, Rockers was talking about justice being something that we want to work on more. But if we get that rolling and then say, hey, you want to come and, and connect, we're going to go out and, and try to meet some people on the street this week. You know, that can be a step that might fit better than up. Um, does that does that make sense as a as a potential framework? If you connect with somebody in one of these areas, you can think about next steps in terms of uh, either up or in or out. Does that kind of make sense? All right. So those are two filters: organized, organic, up, in, and out. That might help us. We're really shooting through these quick, I know. Um, and so, let me. Um, Charles has got some. Basically, this in paper form. You guys take a look at this. Um, a formation group typically is, some of you guys have, have done this before and some of you haven't. It's typically like a group of, let's say, three to four uh, gender specific sort of uh, groups um, or people in a group. And it's a chance really to connect um, for, for in, for fellowship, for growth, uh, to encourage each other, to pray for each other. It's also a chance to have this up connection. Um, so I want you just to look, look over this. Really the filter, or the, what, we, what the emphasis that we want there. Yeah. It says right here that the purpose is to encourage each other in the call of Jesus. So it's for Jesus followers then only? I think or that... Or do we invite... Yeah, so who do we yeah. invite? Okay. Um, let me answer and then see what uh, you think, Charles. Um, I think we can shape these in a way that we can invite people that are not yet at the point where they say, hey, I'm all in with Jesus. We can invite them into that. I do think we can do that. Um, but I think we invite them into something where we are encouraging each other uh, in our way of life as, as Jesus followers. Do we tell them? Yeah, I, well, I think... I don't know. Input? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's going to surprise somebody that this is like a spiritual formation thing and that that would turn them off, that this is probably not a good fit for them. But if they're far enough along the journey that becoming more like Jesus or learning more about Jesus is something that's interesting to them and that they want to explore, this is a this would be a really good setting uh, for them. So I mean, all of evangelism, even before a person becomes a Christian, is discipleship. I mean, we're making disciples well before people come to Christ and give their lives to Jesus. So on one level, I think it's fair to say. Uh, these groups help people follow Jesus, whether they have, like like Paul said, gone all in with Jesus or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there has to be kind of like a baseline of this is something I want to do, 
Um, and you know, I, I want to intentionally try to listen to God and grow personally um, before this kind of group would make sense for a person of peace. As you read over this this uh, sheet, you'll notice that there's a lot of flexibility, I think, in how we can do formation groups. But the main thing that we want there to be, so that it doesn't uh, turn into something that uh, that is disconnected from all that a lot of us have learned through Huddle, is that we want to listen to God through whatever we're interacting with as a group, and then we want to do something about it. Okay. I've been in a lot of groups where I've kind of bounced from one really interesting spiritual concept to the next. And it's been like, ooh, that's cool. Now I know that. Ooh, that's cool. Now I know that. And I've just become totally convicted that um, there's a shallowness to that. It's like I, I prop myself up now based on my spiritual knowledge. Where, whereas if I would have just sat on one thing and let it incorporate into my life and let God change me in that one thing, that would have been spiritual formation. So it's not just getting new ideas through books or through scripture or through whatever we want to do in our formation groups. It's actually listening for God and then putting it into practice. So that's the one thing that I think is vital with whatever we do in our groups is saying, what is God saying to us through what we're doing together? And then how are we going to respond to that? So does that make sense? Um, hopefully over the next couple months, um, we're going to start forming these groups and um, if, if you if you want more kind of coaching on how that might look, especially if you're wanting to invite people peace into it, um, you know, let's let's talk or talk with Mitchell community leaders or talk with Charles and Julie. Um, but I think that um, I think this could be a, a, a great tool for us as we're moving from huddles into a season where we're still wanting that community and that formation. Um, but we've kind of finished up with the huddle. And this is what I kind of see in the future is that as God pushes us out into mission and as more people connect uh, to our community, that then in the future, will some huddles are going to spring out of that. And so some of you guys uh, are going to be huddle leaders in the future. OK, and you're going to walk people through that year long process. Um, but we're in the middle of kind of this gathering stage now uh, where we're connecting with people and God is kind of raising up who those people are going to be. So. We've kind of huddled out, and now we're going to get, we're going to take everything God's been teaching us, and go out and walk in it, and then we're going to huddle some more. So spiritual formation groups are, are part of that process of that transition for us. Is there? This is an 